Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here on Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. Man, I'm telling you, it is. It is uh, the news is flying almost as fast as you could possibly think. Like right now, for instance, uh, thank you to Charlene, my sweet wife, who keeps me in tune with things even when I'm talking on the mic. Uh, Martha McCallum on Fox News just said that President Biden has told the G7 leaders that, in his opinion, our troops are more in danger with each day that we are there. Well, well you think? Probably made more so, Mr. President, by your own actions. And General Jack Keane followed up by saying that this particular administration is risk-averse and spineless. And our troops know there's a risk. He's never seen anything like this, he said. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, the, 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 what's happening right now, folks, in case you didn't know, and I'm going to unpack this more at the bottom of the hour uh, when we get back from the next big break, but we've got, we got breaking news right now that President Biden has decided that he will not extend the August 31st deadline that he will not extend the August 31st deadline and, and that he will be pulling troops out by then. The Taliban, by the way, have said, don't stay past August 31st. So what we have here is a president of the United States basically saying, we're done. If you're not on a plane before then, it's going to be too bad for your luck is what it sounds like. Now, they've said things, we'll find ways to get you out. Well, the, find ways? What does that even mean? Copper, I tell you what, let's, let's just go to a clip here for a minute. Um, Congressman Brian Mast, this is a clip too, Copper. Congressman Brian Mast from Florida, a special operations EOD tech who lost both his legs in 2010, I believe it was, in Afghanistan. He's a Bronze Star and Purple Heart winner. Now he serves in Congress for the great state of Florida. Listen to what he had to say at a press conference earlier today. Clip two, Copper. When something's going on here, like working on a bill that has to do with altering well, voting or infrastructure, you need to ask the question for this place. When something's going on here, like working on a bill that has to do with altering voting or infrastructure, you need to ask the question, what the hell are you doing? Get our Americans home. When somebody starts working on something other than getting our Americans home here, say, what the hell are you doing? Work on the rules of engagement for those Marines and Rangers on the ground to make sure that they have everything that they need in place to get the job done and to get home. When somebody's asking some other question here, working on something else in the rules committee or something else, say, what the hell are you doing? Did every American get home yet? Did you get all of those SIVs taken care of? When somebody's working on something else, say, what the hell are you doing? 435 of you need to be helping the State Department with every asset within your staff to help them process those SIVs. Get every American to pressure the people in Washington, D.C. here to get every American and every person that helped them. And that's it. And we got cut off there a little bit, but, uh, but, but the bottom line is this. What he's saying is there is no calendar date to doing the right thing. There is no calendar date to making the hard choice. There is no calendar date. If it was easy, then any country could do it. But we are the, by God, United States of America, and there is absolutely nothing, nothing that stops us from doing what is necessary. In any part of the world, we can do what we need to do. The very idea that a group of of, of hairy-knuckled, you know, Neanderthals that are just dragging themselves around Afghanistan, beating women and beheading people in the public square, and who helped collaborate 20 years ago for 9-11, that, that they are allowed to say, you cannot stay here after August 31st. Well, I got news. We'll stay there as long as we want to if the will to do so is there. And right now what we have is a feckless administration led by a beta male who does not understand how to make hard choices, who has never led anything in his entire life 
Never led a thing in his entire life. Don't, don't confuse the idea that he is an elected official with leadership. They are two different things. And I'm going to play you more clips later on as we go. But the reality is what I've got right here is one congressman who has been there and done that. And he was talking, by the way, he was talking to the press. And he pointed out to them all the things you said about Trump for years. If he dared to say something you didn't agree with, you hammered him. He said, what you need to be doing right now is on behalf of those who worked with us and those who are still there who are Americans. And by the way, I'll play you a clip of an American mom in a little while. If, 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 you, if, you, were, if you were reporting on anything else right now, and they're trying to talk to you about, oh, spending $3.5 trillion on infrastructure, or, oh, why it's so important that we mask the children in the schools, or, oh, why it's so important that we begin thinking about vaccine passports. The question you need to ask is, what are you doing? And ask them, media, ask them, why are all of you not wearing this issue out and doing everything you can to get our people home? Now, I will say this. Thank you again to Senator Tommy Turbeville's office. Thank you, uh, Senator Trouble, for your staff, who has been very responsive and assisting uh, just the, the little solo opportunity that I have to try and be a part of the process with my brother, Hamid, uh, who's going to be on the show in about a half hour, who has family that is stuck over there right now, family who served with us and alongside us. His, fa- his father was an Afghan army officer who then also later worked with U.S. forces. His mother assisted. His brother assisted. He himself was able to come over here several years back, and now we're looking at a destabilized Afghanistan, and the idea that we're going to abandon people like that is not what we are as a nation. That is not who we are as a people. That is not the honor and integrity of the U.S. uh, interest. And that is also, by the way, absolutely something that will tear us apart as a nation in the eyes of the world. If you want to see our ability to have fair trade agreements, if you want to see our ability to have uh, geopolitical influence, if you want to see us have the ability to have uh, energy dependence or independence, if you want to see us have the ability to um, uh, basically influence the, the possibility of freedom in other parts of the world, you better get hold of this one right now, Mr. President. And, and what I'm seeing is you're not. What I'm seeing is that you're truly not. It's like you, it's like you don't care. It's like you are determined to stick with this thing that you thought up on your own of being out by August 31st. And the Taliban, because they told you to, you're just going to do it? The Taliban, really? And so we're negotiating with the Taliban? Well, we're doing more than negotiating. I've got an article right here among all the other papers that I've got stacked up that says that CIA Director Burns met with the Taliban in Kabul himself this week. The director of the CIA met with the Taliban. Oh, God almighty. All right, folks, more of that. I got a half hour full, and then we're going to talk to Hamid. I will try to get to other stories. It's going to be tough because today is unfolding before us as we speak, and I want to give you breaking news as we go, breaking news at every single turn, and it's breaking right in front of our eyes. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, the biggest show on the afternoons across North Alabama, filling you in on all the details, solid, conservative, and just plain right. We'll be right back. Copper. 
News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM. Copper playing a little bit of Gimme Shelter from the Rolling Stones because we lost Charlie Watts today, the drummer for the Stones. And, uh, yep, thank you, Copper. And uh, throw a few more of those in later on as we go, okay? Well, it's um, done. It's, thank you, my friend. Well, listen, I think I've got a caller on the line. I am going to go to a clip in a minute. I, I will say this. Um, it, it's, it's so important. Here we are. It's 2.36, by the way, on Tuesday afternoon, August 24th, and the world is changing before our very eyes. And, and it's, it is, it's, it's absolutely important that we pay attention to this because this is bigger than some war that maybe you didn't fight in. This is bigger than something that's happening on the far side of the world, but does not affect whether or not your lights still come on at your house or your kids still go to school or you can still go to the grocery store. This is something that's going to impact the reputation and the ability of the United States to operate in the world setting for decades to come. And it's happening as we speak right now. Hey, Copper, do I have a, is, is a Mark on line four? Mark from Huntsville, is he still there on line four, Copper? I believe he is. Mark from Huntsville, Phil Williams here on Right Side Radio. Thanks for calling in and holding on during the break. Hey, man. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. This it, it seems to me like this is all being set up just to continue for another 20 years for for all the liberals and hierarchies to money launder for another 20 years for all the Congress and senators to get rich on money laundering. What's your take on that? You talking about you, you think that the outcry right now is trying to keep the war going? Is that what you're saying? It sounds to me like, I mean, it's in, it's uh, it's been going on for 20 years, that and, and Biden don't seem to want to put a stop to it. And, I mean, pulling out uh, China and Russia is going to take over the out there and just reap all the benefits of our all the stuff that we left behind and everything. Well, I mean, I, I disagree with you in part, Mark, and I'll tell you why. Um, first, first of all, as a veteran of Afghanistan myself, I want the war over with. I want the war done. Oh, and yeah. I think the majority I of Americans want the war done. Uh, but what I, what I also think is, and I think most of Congress wants the war done. They're tired of paying for it. They're tired of watching our troops have to go into harm's way. But I'll say this. What we got right now is a situation where how you leave the battlefield is just as important as how you get there. And this has been a complete debacle. The, 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 the way that... Uh, the way that Biden totally is afraid. exiting the situation is just tearing a totally new afraid. hole in the emotions and the fabric of this nation. Um, and Mark, hey, thanks for the call, Mark, by the way. Uh, no, I don't, think, I don't think this is a situation where someone's trying to keep the war going. Now, I do believe, and I've said before, I do believe there would have been wisdom in keeping an enduring base there with a small you know, number of uh, troops who just rotated in and out. Nothing wrong with that, and it keeps a forward presence. And right now, if we still had Bagram Airfield, by the way, right now you're stuck with Kabul Airfield or Kabul Airport, which has got one runway, one, one runway, and, and the, the inability to be fully guarded because the perimeter is not near as secure as if we had kept Bagram, which we just vacated in the dark of night, literally in the dark of night. And we just vacated it and left it behind, and yet it had two runways, was a military infrastructure that we could have hardened even further if we had to, and it's only 30 miles away from Afghanistan, from uh, Kabul. I mean, this, this, was, this was a complete debacle the way they did this. I want, I want to go to a, another clip, Copper. I'm going to uh, tell you what. Let's do, um, let's do clip number three, and I'll intro this first. Let me, before, you, before you get ready to play it, Copper, I'm just going to say this. This is Congressman Green from Tennessee. And Congressman Green himself was a special operator. He flew with Task Force 160 or with the 160th uh, Special Operations Aviation Regiment, the, the, the Night Stalkers. They are the ones who fly all of the special operations missions. And he's got firsthand experience on the ground and in the air in Afghanistan. 
Uh, Copper, let's go ahead and play clip three and see what Congressman Green had to say a little while ago. Wounded on the battlefield. Afghan special forces in my hands, bleeding. They are warriors, and they have carried the ground fight. If you go do your homework for the past several years with over 50,000 casualties, they are brave and they want to fight, but they felt abandoned by the United States of America when they woke up and went to Bagram Airfield and we were gone. Crickets. When you withdraw like that, you take the heart out of the heart of fight out of them, and of course, their fear of a ruthless beheading Taliban, they blended in. This is a tragedy that is on Joe Biden. But I- so there you have it. There's one congressman who has been on the ground and, and who speaks to it directly, who is saying that literally what we have here is a fault of one man, Joe Biden, making this decision. I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all. I think what you've got is a situation right now where, where literally the decisions are being made in, in almost a belligerent manner, like, no, I'm not changing my mind. No, I'm not going to do it. No, we're not going to. But also because the Taliban are telling them what to do. Now, I know this topic is going to be hot, and, and I didn't even say let's open the phone lines, but I've got, I've got Jerry from Decatur on the line. I'll go ahead and take Jerry. Jerry from Decatur, Phil Williams here on Right Side Radio. Tell me your thoughts. Hey, Phil, good afternoon. How you doing? I'm good, sir. How you doing? Yeah, all the way, sir. Uh, all the way to you. Hey, I'm, uh, yeah, hey, I just wanted to make a comment about the uh, the situation, uh, how it's come about, is that we have a president of the United States that's weak at the top. He will not speak truth to power. And what he ought to be saying, or send an envoy over to the Taliban and say, look, you uncircumcised Philistine, I'm going to jerk your beard out. And I'm going to feed you to the dead young fish, just like I did Obama. And if you really let one American get hurt while we're trying to get out of here, and I'm backing off this deadline crap with you, too. And I'm going to get my people out of here, and this thing is over. But every person that wants to get out is getting out. Do you understand? And if he, if he will speak truth to power, these uncircumcised Philistines will listen. Because they know that about, that uh Biden has a D behind his name, and they know he's weak. Biden is the type that said, like he said to China, they're not bad people, folks. They're communists. Good night. Why does the president of the United States have to say something like that about the Chinese? And Uh, why does the president of the United States have to sit on his thumbs and do nothing about getting American citizens out of danger? Absolutely. Hey, Jerry, all the way, man, airborne. And, uh, and thanks for the call, Jerry. We appreciate you being a right-side ruffian and, and, and being in the audience, uh, Jerry from Decatur. So Jerry's absolutely right. So we got it just a minute ago. Uh, General Jack Keane uh, literally said that these, these folks that, uh, that, are, that are on the ground right now uh, still trying to get out, that U.S. troops are demoralized by what they're seeing, that U.S. troops would run headfirst through a wall if that's what it took to get those people out. And they would. And the whole idea that Biden told the G7, well, it's kind of dangerous over there. I think I told some of y'all before, I had a a situation in Afghanistan. I was not in the room for this conversation. I heard about it firsthand from somebody who was in the room. That a colonel in my unit uh, came over a little bit late. He got there after the fact. We had already deployed in-country. 
he arrived on the scene, met with the general who was over our troops, and uh, and and in the middle of it, he started saying, "Now, now, general, this is it's, I'm told secondhand, general, it's 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 very it's it's very risky out there right now, and security is very difficult, and I'm concerned about force protection, and I I think we ought to I, I consider some things." And the general finally stopped him and said, "Colonel, it's a war. If you're scared, I'll send you home." Well, that's where we are right now. We have a president who is risk averse. He does not want to have any. Um, possibility of being seen as perpetuating a war. But I got news. He is. There are more troops in Afghanistan right now than there were when he took office because he had to put them there to secure the situation that he created by his decision making. So folks, the idea that we are going to wind up seeing this, um, uh, you know, just suddenly get worse, it is worse. And, and this is where my, my monologue, you know, the, the monologue I had today about the fact that if it was easy, everybody would do it. The monologue I had today was not the one I came into the day prepared to do. It wasn't. I have material set aside, and, and I work on my monologues. You know, the, the, the show is not scripted per se at all. I'm reacting to the breaking news, and there's lots of breaking news right now. 2.44 in the afternoon, news is breaking even further. I'm sitting here watching the news. Nigel Farage is providing a, a input on what the British feel about things. But what I'm saying right now is that literally, I came into this day prepared to do something else, but I recognized that in my heart, I had to change my track and talk about the fact that hard things, the hard things, are so often the ones that are worth doing. They are the ones that define us as a people. They are the ones that move us in the right directions. They are the ones that set our legacy for future generations. They are the ones that history books are written about. The easy stuff, anybody can do that. The hard stuff, well, that's the ones, those are the ones that, that literally stake your claim in history. And, and, and so right now we're sitting in a position where the President of the United States has declined as of today. I'm sitting here looking at the headline, Associated Repress reports, President Biden has decided not to extend his August 31st deadline for completing the U.S.-led evacuation from Afghanistan, an administration official has said. Well, that has been confirmed. Uh, that is not just a breaking news bite with, you know, an, uh, a non-attribution uh, U.S. official, you know, under, under promises of anonymity. No, this is real. It's all been confirmed. Here's the, here's the byline, though, and I took this off the AP's Twitter feed, all right? The Associated Press says, Biden took into account security threats. This, this, this is his making a decision not to change the August 31st deadline. Even though none of our people believe we can get all of our folks out by August 31st, he says he's done. It says that Biden took into account security threats from extremist groups in Kabul, the Taliban's resistance to an extension, and the prospect that not all Americans and at-risk Afghan allies can be evacuated in time, the administration official said. Are you hearing that? If that report is accurate, then what we're hearing is the three things that he took into account would be security threats from extremist groups, number one. The Taliban's resistance to an extension, number two weighed against the prospect that not all Americans and at-risk Afghan allies can be evacuated in time. And even though he weighed those three things, two that are scary, one that is necessary, he went with the scary and he chose not to extend the date. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Well, folks, we're moving to a short break. When we come back, I'm going to play you a gut-wrenching uh, clip. Just be prepared. Top of the hour, you're going to want to hear this. My, my, my good friend Hamid... Uh, is going to call in and uh, 
And we're going to talk about what's happening. Literally in the last break before I came on the air, I was sending more emails to the Department of Defense uh, on behalf of Hummett's family. Um, he and I were texting just moments ago. Hummett's coming on the air at 3 o'clock. You're going to want to hear it. Bill Williams, Right Side Radio News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. We'll be right back. Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Just texting back and forth with Hamid, making sure that all things are good for him to be on the show in a little while. Should be fine. And uh, and listen, uh, folks, th- th- there's so much riding on this right now. There's so, there's so much at stake here. But what cannot get lost in the middle of it? What, what, what we cannot forget is, is yes, is it America's image? Yes, these are American troops in harm's way. Yes, this is something that we fought and bled for for 20 years, but there is a human toll involved here too. And, and right now, it, it galls me. Jen Psaki, the uh, press secretary for President Biden, I, I'm thinking she would like to circle back on her comments from yesterday. Peter Ducey from um, uh, Fox News questioned her as to the fact that there are Americans stranded in Afghanistan to which she basically uh, said, I'm calling you out for saying that we're stranding Americans in Afghanistan. When we've been very clear, we're not leaving Americans who want to return home. We're going to bring them home. I think that's important for the American people to hear and understand, she said. Well, listen, that may be your position at the microphone, Jen Psaki, who's probably never done a really hard thing in your life, uh, although I wouldn't want her job right now, to be honest. But but nonetheless, she's, she's making this She's parsing words, if you will. She's par- they're, they're not stranded. Well, right now you're saying you're leaving August 31st. One week from today, they're out of there. Tens of thousands of Americans are apparently overseas right now in Afghanistan. And in one week, they're going to get them all out? Uh, well, let, let, let's hope so. But let, let's do this. Uh, Copper, I think, uh, was it Clip 6, I said? Uh, let's go ahead and, and, and play Clip 6 from a mother, an American woman, who is feeling trapped in Afghanistan right now. Uh, we're scared for our lives. Every moment that a car passes by, I feel that they're going to pull in and execute us. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to see my children again. <laughs> Now, that's an American woman trapped in Kabul. I, I don't know. She has a, a bit of an accent. She may be dual citizen, but, but the description that we have was she was an American woman who was trapped in Kabul right now, is not able to get into the airport because of the crowds, because of the Taliban checkpoints. We're hearing right now, by the way, reports are out even this morning uh, that, that the, the Afghanistan uh, uh, situation is degrading. Uh, before our very eyes, and that the Taliban has said they are not going to allow any more Americans, or excuse me, any more Afghans to leave the country. It's, here's here's the actual report. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, came over the uh, BBC, I believe. 
It says Taliban declares it will no longer allow the Afghans, Afghans to leave the country and will not extend the deadline for Americans to get out. Well, I got news. If you won't extend the deadline and we're not done, then you're trying to trap Americans. So you're looking at right now, it says the Taliban announced Tuesday it will no longer allow Afghan nationals to go to the Kabul airport in order to flee the country. The Taliban spokesman, this is not just a rumor, the Taliban spokesman Zabahullah Mujahid said, we are not in favor of allowing Afghans to leave. It's a new development coming just one week before the U.S. and NATO forces are slated to fully depart. So, and if the headline is correct, if they're saying that they won't allow Afghans to leave, and they also won't extend the deadline for Americans to get out, well, then they're working against both Afghans and Americans at this point. There's no doubt. And yet President Biden is, is going with the Taliban position. To what end? I mean, I, for the life of me, I can't figure it out. I said it yesterday and I'll say it again. It, it, it's, this is one of those hard decisions. This is one of those where you have to realize that the U.S. military can, can kill people and break things better than any other military in the history of the world. And it's what we do. It's what we do. Now, we are also the, the only force in the world, truly, that takes into full account the human toll on the battlefield. Part of that was my gig. When I was there in both tours, part of my job was what they call civil military operations. I would be in the middle of a door-kicking situation, and part of my job was to check into the situation involving civilians on the battlefield. Civil military operations... The, the, the U.S. government has led the way in the world on that. And, and so the idea that we're going to abandon that premise, that we are, we are those who can kill people, break things, and build stuff all at the same time, where did that go? So, so folks, what I'm telling you is this. There's a human toll involved here. And the heart of compassion and the pride and the honor with making the hard decision were I the did were I the, having the opportunity right now to make make some kind of headway on the ground, I would just say let's back up one of those speaker trucks that our psyops troops use to the wall around the airport and announce to the Afghan Taliban that we're coming outside the gate and we're going to set a date or a time that we're coming outside the gate and if you get in our way while we try to rescue our citizens and those with SIVs, we will kill you. And if you stand in the way after that, we will destroy everything you love. That's, that's, that's the kind of tack that we have to take right now with these Neanderthals. And yet, President Biden has chosen to take the easy route. Well, leadership's hard, Mr. President. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Phil Williams, News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM. Coming back after the top of the hour, my friend Hamid, my interpreter from Afghanistan, will be with us. We'll get a live update on what's happening with his family and the situation on the ground. We'll be right back.